Hi, I'm Paul Havershoud, host of The Cost of Living. It's a show about money and how it shapes our lives. In big ways, like why inflation could get worse if we all make more money. Here's the hard truth in all of this. Workers are going to have to eat that real wage loss. And small ways, like what's the fastest way to order fast food? That first Big Mac that comes out of the kitchen is going to the drive-thru. Check out The Cost of Living. We're on CBC Listen or wherever you get podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Q. It's been 17 years since Ilario Duran released a big band album. It's kind of surprising because the last one did so well. It got him a Juno, got him a bunch of recognition. But now, Ilario and his big band are back. Well, you can cry me a river, cry me a river. I cried a river. Still can't, still can't count that. That is Ilario Duran and his Latin big band's version of Cry Me a River, the old jazz standard. It's the title track of their new record. If you're not familiar with Ilario Duran, he's a big deal in Cuban music and Latin jazz. He is a legendary piano player. His latest record, Cry Me a River, recently came out, and it's been announced that a track from that album is up for a Grammy. But before that nomination came out, Ilario, the multi-Juno and National Jazz Award-winning musician, came into our Q studio. And here's the thing. When you have someone who's that great at the piano come into your studio and you have a beautiful piano in your studio, uh, the Steinway D we have here, Glenn Gould's favorite practice piano, we figured... Maybe Ilario would like to sit down at the piano while he tells us a few stories and play a little bit along the way. And that's just what he did. Here's my conversation with Ilario Duran. How are you doing? I am good, Tom. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for being here. How do you... How Thank do you for inviting me, inviting me here. It's a great pleasure to have you, man. Yeah. How are you? How do you find the piano here? It's great. So... It plays by itself. <laughs> it's really wonderful. It's a beautiful one. I love that what you were playing off the top of that Crimea River tune there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Crimea River is a standard, but it's most, they play just as a ballad. Yeah. Da, a slow ballad. Da, da, yeah. Da, da, da. Very slow, you know, like all this. But I, I want to put together with the with the traditional rumba. Yora como yore. I had to do the whole the whole thing as a rumba, mm. as a traditional rumba. Like a... That's beautiful, by the way. It's a beautiful plan. How did you like? How how did you end up in, interested in this music anyway? Like, I heard a story that when you were eight, was it you were eight years old? You were obsessed with with the piano. Your mom had to yeah had to lock it up. My mom had to lock the the piano with a key, and she hide the key. <laughs> how, how did you get into yeah, the piano? Well, um, because they brought, they brought the they brought the piano for my sister, my older sister. And as soon as I saw the piano, I I fell in love with with it. It's a big toy, so, yeah. you know. What What were you playing? First, I tried to get sounds of it, and after, try myself to play some song that I hear on the radio and the TV. My grandfather have a, a huge collection of of vinyl discs, 
at home. I used to play music all, all day, like classical and jazz and all this. And I tried to reproduce myself all, all this, this thing that I hear in the piano. All day. <laughs> Can you give me an example of something you would have played back then when you were a kid that you were trying to reproduce from those from those records? Yeah, uh, for example, this. I didn't play like that. <laughs> when I was a kid, you you know, weren't I, that good. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I didn't play like that. But but uh, this is the kind of music that I used to hear when I was a kid, like uh, American standards. The first uh, the first pianist, the first jazz pianist I heard in my life was Errol Gardner. made to me a, a really big impression since all, all years, you know, like since I was a kid. What, was it hard to hear American jazz on the radio? It must have been hard to hear that in, in Cuba, at that time, Cuba back then. At that yeah. time from the 60s, after, after, the, after the period of the revolution in Cuba, uh, they, they prohibited uh, jazz. And only just... Also, American music, music in English. Yeah. From right from the sixties until uh, it was like a mo- almost twenty years ago, they, they banned American music from from the radio and on TV. Uh, really, very bad for my generation. So, how did you hear it? If it was banned, if it was because banned? we managed to hear. Uh, I used to. I also used to hear. In the shortwave radio, uh, the, the the jazz program of uh, the Voice of America, of, of Willie Conover. Time for jazz. Willis Conover in Washington, D.C., with the Voice of America Jazz Hour. My understanding of your story, my understanding of your story is that there's a couple of very famous Cuban musicians who have this huge influence on your life, right? After you, after you come out of music school, and first is Chucho, the Ch- Chucho Valdez, the, the in- incredibly influential pianist and, and band leader. Who recommends you as his replacement? Yeah. In the seventies, right? In the seventies, yeah. That um, at the early seventies, he called me. He called me to soup him for the big, the best big band orchestra in the in the Havana city, the Orquesta Cubana de Música Moderna. And for me, it was like a big, a big scene. All these musicians in this orchestra they were like a, really great, with great experience playing in shows and radio and, and TV, even before the revolution, you know. It, it was with that orchestra that you got to travel outside of Cuba for the first time, For right? the first time, yes. I I traveled for the first time out of Cuba, I think it was in 1976 or 77. Uh, I was um, a bit... Uh, 
cultural delegation to from Cuba to the socialist countries. We we play in Hungary, and Moscow, uh, Bulgaria, and Poland. That was my first. What what was that like? Yeah, it was it was really a great experience. You know, my first time out of Cuba, you know, was the. And in Moscow, I had the opportunity to go to the Kremlin and and play there. And for me, it was a great experience. And then you play with Sandoval, right? You, yeah. Sandoval called me to 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 join his band. I mean, this is this is the greatest Cuban trumpeter in the in the world. At this yeah. Stage. He called me. He called me to to be his his keyboardist, and also I helped him uh, like a musical director and producer of, of the band. And, and with Arturo was uh, also incredible, uh, really incredible experience because with him I had the opportunity to to play all over the world with all these festivals in Europe and South America, and even um, I came to here to play in Canada and the United States. It was really wonderful. What what Cuban what Cuban tunes did you guys do? What like what what like what what was there a Cuban tune you would do in every show? Well, there was one, you know. He used to uh, there was one song that he used to play uh, it's called the Suavito. Do you, do you remember how that goes? Let me see if I can uh, Playing this in London at Ronnie Scott Club in Ronnie in Scott's, London, yeah, in London, in yeah. London, England. And he used to sing that song. <laughs> he used to sing that song and playing and after playing trumpet in that song. And because you play with, uh, you, I mean, you play with one of the most famous jazz trumpeters in history. You yeah. played with Dizzy Gillespie for a while, uh, right? Yeah, we used to play with Dizzy uh, because Dizzy joined the the group. And there, there is a, a, a funny story uh, in London when we played together once with DC and Arturo and Ronnie Scott. So we arrived to the airport and we went to the hotel and after we we, we made a little sound check before the show and we wait and wait and uh, DC didn't appear. <laughs> DC didn't show he, up? He didn't show up. He yeah. didn't show up never. So, so, so what happened? So we had to start playing and the, all the audience there and the club was packed. Yeah. So we start playing, we start playing nine, nine Tunisia. How does that go? Uh, no. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we start there, we start playing the, the, that song. And you know there is there is a part in, in night Tunisia that the the music stop and there is a, a trumpet fill, a trumpet break.
Trump there is a Trump free there no? yeah. and when we we got to that that part yeah uh, DC appear in the front the audience <laughs> with a big huge Mexican hat uh. <laughs> and playing that part there and so he appeared and the people went crazy so he, he got to the stage and we, we started playing and we finished it. Was <laughs> he, 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 he was tricking you, was he? He was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I think he was hiding or something. I don't know that. <laughs> he, he, waited, he waited until the, until the last minute, you know. It was in Arturo's band that you came to Canada uh, playing the Montreal Jazz Festival. What yes. do you remember about Canada back then? Yeah. Oh, I remember about Canada. Well, I remember when I arrived at that time was uh, all these huge highways. Because it was so big, <laughs> the street. That was impressed me so very much, you know. Did you uh, did you meet Oscar? Did you meet Oscar Peterson? No, but I met Oscar but later. Ah. I met Oscar later, when, uh, the time when I was living here already. When when I after I immigrate to Canada because I I got I got hired to play a tribute for him. I remember that I was very nervous because I played for Oscar, you know. And, yeah. uh, we prepared the, the, his song "Im uh, of Freedom." Da, uh, da, da, da. That's, you you, um, you played like Oscar too at that yeah, beginning of it. But, yeah, but you know what happened? I was I was very nervous. I never, I never used to. I never played gospel before. Yeah, and I was very nervous. Yeah, when we play uh, a from of Oscar and that that song in the freedom, uh, Oscar was uh, he got very emotional. Uh-huh. He started he start crying. Oh wow! And yeah, that was good. And, and after we finished. After we finished, I went down to the audience and I gave him a handshake. Oh, wow, man. (laughs) That's special, man. Yeah. I'm Tom Power, coming up more of my conversation and some music from Ilario Duran. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts. I'm Tom Power. Here's more of my conversation with Ilario Duran. Tell me if this is none of my business, but was it when you moved to when you moved to Canada in 1998 full time? When you moved to Canada, was it hard to get out of Cuba? Was it hard to leave Cuba? For me, it wasn't so hard because. Uh, it's, it's all, for Cuba, it was hard to to get out of Cuba, you know. Yeah. But, but 
not for not for artists, musicians or or people that that used to be like for sport. Yeah, baseball players, yeah. baseball players and stuff. They yeah. they used to travel all the time. And musicians they used to travel all the time. That was for me. It wasn't it wasn't so bad. Just after a few years after you you came to Canada, that you win the Juno. What was that like for you to win that big? Oh, I can't imagine. Man, it was like the first. Uh, yeah, I won the Juno with that. Uh, with, with my trio album, a new dance song. What did that mean to you to win yeah. a Juno? Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. You know, something incredible for me. I never saw that going to be like, you know, really, really great, great feeling. You know. I mean, it's an amazing story. I mean, you've told me here, and, and you're still here, and you're still making music. You know, you're still playing, and you're still gigging. Yeah, as much as possible. I, I, I don't plan to stop <laughs> playing, you know, and, and composing and still playing music, you know. This is my life. What do, you, what do you love about it? Like, what, what, is it about the, what is it about it that you love so much? What I love, uh, what I love about music and making music is I feel... I feel the happiest man in the world when I play, I see the piano and play in front of the audience. You know, this is this is my thing. You know, and yes, I will I will be doing this until I I cannot <laughs> hold a breath anymore. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for coming in, man. Such a such a oh, such a joy to play you and so much to hear you play that piano. I really appreciate thank, it. Thank you so much for inviting me to, to this show. That is Ilario Duran and his Latin jazz big band with I Remember Mingus from the new album Crimea River. That track is up for the Grammy for Best Arrangement, Instrumental, or Acapella. Before that, my conversation with Ilario Duran, the acclaimed Juno and National Jazz Award winning Cuban-Canadian pianist and band leader. His new record with his Latin jazz big band Crimea River is out now. Um, thank you so much to Ilario. Nice to have him sit down at the piano and play a little bit while we're while we're while, while we're chatting. I, I kind of want to do that a little bit more. Be fun to do that with people who don't even play piano. <laughs> fun to do that with like an actor and say like, well, you better play a little bit. Well, can you play the song you're talking about there, Tom Cruise? Uh, the other conversation we have up to uh, today is with two of the uh, biggest drag queens of our time, Jinx Monsoon and Ben De La Creme. We, we're here to talk. They, they come by and have a little chat about the holiday show, which turns into a conversation about creating safe spaces, like literal safe spaces, free from violence at their at their shows, and how their holiday show was born out of giving a home to folks who don't feel like they have a home to go to. Go check that out wherever you got this podcast. We'll see you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.